Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. Somebody I played with at West Brom, and I've got to say, just I enjoyed playing with him because I knew exactly what I was going to get from him every single time. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Ben Foster. This is the Foscast. Today it is just me and Rhino Legs. Tom, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm wicked, mate. You're good. I'm very, very good. Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks, hasn't it, mate? Mate, we've had a busy couple of weeks, but we've got some. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good guest. We had a, we had a bit of a guest. day yesterday, didn't we, to be fair? Yeah, we did. Where we've had a lot of calls out, and then... They all came back in yesterday. Yeah, so trying to organise people, sports people, YouTubers, whatever it is, to actually commit to a date, right, and to get it absolutely booked into the diary is a nightmare, isn't it? It, it can be tough. It's literally like you'll text them, you'll message them, yeah, can we do this date? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then you'll get a day before, two days before, and it's like, actually, I can't do it, I can't do it. So we're all over the shop, but we had a day yesterday and the day before and a little bit today where everything has just fallen into place, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, do you want to tease... Uh... Tease our, our listeners and viewers with a couple of... Uh... Yeah, so we'll go through the list, and it's a decent list, to be fair. We've got a good mix, haven't we? We've oh, got mate, a good mix. I think it's so, a very good list. So let's start it off. We've got, next week, we've got Arbaeo Akinfenwa. Yeah? Top we've got list. Darren Bent. Yeah. We have got Tobe Jizzle from the Sidemen. Excited for him. Toby is what a guy. I love that Brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. Uh, we have got Professor Steve Peters. Super excited for that one. S- that, that, that's going to be absolutely incredible. And then we got, and then it's we're in a little bit of a spell of GK Union. Then aren't then we? Then we've got a GK Union one where we have got Casper Schmeichel. Big again, up Casper. Absolutely buzzing for that one. Fraser Forster. Yeah. And Jared Bowen. <laughs> It's a nice little list, that, isn't it? That's a great list. Yeah, we've got some bad boys coming. So, um, yeah, make sure you stay tuned because we are going to be belting this out of the park. So what are we doing today, Tom? We are doing... So you have been working on for the last 24 hours. Well, not for the whole 24 hours. For about half an hour this morning. For about half an hour this morning. (laughs) Your dream 11. Yeah, but it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as my dream 11 of players that I've played with. It's not as simple as that because otherwise it would just be Man United and England and that just gets a bit boring. It's a bit of an alternate 11, isn't it? Yeah, so we have got your dream 11, best yeah. players you've ever played with, but there are a couple of rules. So we're going to do a maximum of three players. Yep. Per team. Boom. So that'll be three from Man United, three for England, for Possibly example. three from Man United, possibly three from England. Watford, West Brom, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We are going to assume that players are in their prime. Okay. So that is their prime version of themselves. Okay. We're old, so we're going 4-4-2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
And we're not going to overthink team shape, tactics, how they work together. Boom. We're just going on a player-by-player basis. Okay, cool. So I've got my starting eleven. I've got some players for the bench. And I've also got some players that I want to give honourable mentions to, okay? Absolutely. Because I've played with a lot of very good players, a lot of players that might not have the name and stature of some of these players that are in my starting eleven, But I still need to mention them because I've enjoyed playing with them because they are proper, proper players, yeah? Yeah, and it was cool because... Um, we sent you a list of your squad list yeah. for every season that you've been a pro. Every player that I've played yeah. with. Yeah, and we were looking down it, weren't we? And there's like... Some ballers in there's there, There's some mate. ballers and there's some trips down memory lane as well, isn't there? For Especially sure. like when you were younger. So like when you were at Watford first yeah. time around and like I'd come home and away with all your family and that. We'd go home and away every single week. And some of the players in uh, there, like Gavin Mann, Clark Carlisle, Jay Demerit, yeah. uh, Hammer Boatzer. James and Chambers. James yeah. Chambers. Tumani Diagaraga. <laughs> Who? Moses Ashikodi. <laughs> Moses Ashikodi. Boom, there you go. All right, let's get into it then, yeah? So we're going to start with a goalkeeper. Of course we are. We're going to start with a goalkeeper. And if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, I probably the thumbnail behind you is a little bit of a giveaway <laughs> uh, because there is, there is a goalkeeper on there. Um, and the goalie I've gone for is going to be Joe Hart, all right? And the reason why I picked Joe Hart is obviously played with Joe at England. Um, first and foremost, top goalie, like world-class goalie. When, when he was playing at Man City and he was in his pomp and he was absolutely smashing it, I've got to say... I used to watch him in training and think, wow, mate, you've got absolutely everything. Did you think I'm not getting in this team? Oh, all the time, for sure. That's all I ever thought was I'm not getting in this team because he was like the the amount of energy that Joe Hart had, yeah. right, was just endless, yeah? So we, I, I was obviously a few years older than Joe. I think I'm maybe five years. He's five, 34 now. Th- yeah, so four, four or five years older than Joe. Um, and we would we'd be training and he would just be sort of like, he's like Tigger. He used to remind me of Tigger, yeah, out of Winnie the Pooh. Just constantly bouncing around the place. Energy to burn. We'd finish training and there'll be a few players going, can we do some shooting with the goalkeepers? And I was always just like, nah, come on, mate. I'm tired. Like, I just <laughs> want to go and chill, like get in the pool or sit on my bed and have a nice time or whatever. Nah, he was like, yeah, all right, sweet as a nut, sweet as a nut. And he was the first choice goalie as well. So I was like, Joe, you're killing me, mate. He, was he like that in everything? Like every, like if you used to play with England, you used to play like table tennis or everything. pool. Was he like that? Everything. He was there. He was there on everything, Brilliant. mate. Whether it, we, we were playing cricket in the hallway, table tennis, darts, FIFA, you name it, pool. He was there and he wanted to do it and he wanted to play and he wanted to have a nice time. Because he's having a good time at Celtic now, isn't he? He's smashing it at Celtic. Yeah. You know what? I'm buzzing for him as well because, like I said, he is a proper goalie. He's got absolutely everything you need to be a goalkeeper, right? I think his confidence took a little bit of a hit yeah. when, when when he left Man City. Um, but from what I've seen, from what he's doing out, out in Celtic, he is absolutely <coughs> smashing it. And it's so good to see as well because he deserved that because he's a proper lad. Because he's still, he can, he's got, there's absolutely no reason why he can't perform or isn't performing to that level again because I, I don't think Joe Hart gets respect that he deserves. Nah, he right? doesn't, mate. He He's doesn't. had 75 England caps. Has he? Right? 21 for the under-21s as well. Nearly 100 England caps in total with right? the 21s. Okay, he's still only 34. Yeah, he's still, mate, I, I honestly think I I came into my prime in my 30s. So between probably 30, 30 to 36, yeah, I'd say I was probably in my prime. So I think Joe still probably got another two or three years left at playing at that <laughs> top level. It wouldn't surprise me that if he goes and smashes it this year with Celtic, he starts to get linked with Premier League teams what's, again. What's he like as a fella? 
Oh, he's brilliant. Honestly, he's just lovely. He's he he gets it. He gets he gets what life's about. He gets yeah, what yeah. being a footballer about. He knows that it isn't all glitz and glamour. There are hard times. You have you go through highs and lows and ups and downs. And he he's very good. Like his his empathy level is very high. Like yeah. do you know what I mean. He's I think most goalkeepers are like that anyway. We are a little bit different to the outfield players. Um, but he is. He's absolutely top. And tell us about the story where you and him took a little jog home from the golf course in yeah that was in Brazil we were stupid mate we were so stupid <laughs> honestly like what well, we, we were playing golf we had like um, we had a free afternoon and we've, we've gone to play golf at a local golf course which was probably like a mile away or something like that and um, every there were a load of lads there and we were all playing we played a goalie goalie three or four ball I think it was so me Fraser Forster and Joe and um, we were the last ones to tee off so we were the last ones to finish as well but everybody that finished before us just wanted to get back to the hotel kind of thing but there were people everywhere everyone was trying to get on the course and take pictures and all that kind of stuff so everybody had left by the time we had finished because we were just having a nice time taking it nice and cash um, but by the time we finished there was no taxi ready to take us home because they had already taken some lads but traffic was brutal in in where we were in, in uh, on the Copacabana beach the, the traffic was absolutely brutal and um we, they were like, listen, you're going to have to wait 15-20 minutes because they've still got to drop off and they've got to come back and pick you up. So we like, should we should we just like run back or something, yeah? <laughs> so we're in our England tracksuits, me, Fraser Forster, Joe, and it was actually Phil Jajoka. Phil joined in with the goalies oh, and, and made up the four ball for the for the, uh, for the the goalie four ball. And um, we were like, should we just run back? It's only a mile away, like it's nothing, mate. As, soon as, we, as soon as we got out the gates to the golf club, yeah, we started running. But there were people everywhere and everybody knew we were on the golf course playing. So all in your kit? All in our England kit. Obviously not football kit in our tracksuits. <laughs> yeah, we're in our England tracksuits. And um, we're just like running down the road. Mate, they were everywhere. Like not chasing us, but they were running with us. Do you know what I mean? Running with us, trying to get pictures and selfies and all that kind of stuff. We got we got sort of like probably halfway back to the hotel. And thankfully the the, the taxi that was coming back to pick us saw up you. saw us on the way back, <laughs> like skirt skirted in the middle of the road, did a U-turn, came, picked us back up and we were safe. But yeah. Yeah, it was a stupid thing to do. Yeah, man, because that's... apparently out in Brazil, back, back out where we were, <clears throat> like you shouldn't be doing those sort of things. Did you enjoy your, your time at the World Cup then? Though I loved it. I did. I absolutely buzzed off it. It didn't work out for the team. Like the team knocked out when they. Yeah, yeah we got knocked round. out. We lost our first two matches to uh, Italy and Uruguay. Um, but no, we absolutely what an experience, mate. Do you always talk about you always talk about that. I don't hear you often talk about like international stuff. But Brazil seems to be... Um, yeah, it was, it's a massive like um, box, box to tick. Yeah, 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 massive box to tick because t- the fact that I can say to my kids, you know, I played in a World yeah. Cup because I because we lost the first two matches, the third match in the group was against Costa Rica, but yeah. it was a dead rubber. I think both of us had already been knocked out. That's so it. it was like, it, 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 it was a chance for Roy Hodgson to play a few of the players that had travelled and s- supported the rest of the lads and stuff like that. So he told me he was playing. So yeah, when I got to play in a World Cup, uh, kept a clean sheet, sheet as well. It was a nil-nil draw against Costa Rica it was um, yeah it was massive it was really nice to be fair but without that that was probably the highlight of my England career as well as probably my debut as well against Spain even though we lost it I think 1-0 Iniesta stuck one in from about 30 yards in the top absolute world weren't it but so so Joe Hart's my goalie yeah Joe Hart's my starting goalkeeper right Edwin van der Sar I I have to give an honourable mention to Edwin van der Sar because um a uh, Man United, I, I learned so much from him. I did. I learned so much. Like not even just as a goalkeeper, as a bloke, how to carry yourself, how to behave, how to be professional, how to get, get yourself ready for games. Um, he was he was absolutely top class. And as a goalie, my god, like the most calm, chilled guy you've effortless, ever met. Effortless, he? he was just effortless, mate. He's like he would glide into rooms. How big and, was he? Oh, he was. Ma- he was. was six six? Was he easy? Six foot seven eight, probably. Was he? He was massive. He was absolutely okay. massive. But he was. He was. Yeah, he was absolutely world class for Man United at that time. GK, what brilliant. Well, that's a good start, isn't it? Right, yeah. we're going to go fullbacks now. 
left back. So left back, I've played with some very decent left backs and the guy that sticks out to me most, and it was close to be fair, it was close. It was two um, that are real top of their game, top left backs that if you talk about the history of the Premier League, you're talking left backs, these two would be up there. Um, no, do you know what? If we're talking the history of left backs ever, yeah, one of them, yeah, for me, is possibly the greatest of all time. Is it the one in my team? Yeah, is it? Yeah, I love this. I think all he's right. the best ever. So yeah, the 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 left back I've chose again. He's on the thumbnail, um, so he gives it away a little bit. But um, Ashley Cole, mate, Ashley Cole was just frightening. Like how good? Like the top mate. Because I look top. at it a football fan and think. He was something else. He was something else, mate. Do you know what it was with him? He he was clever. He was so clever enough to read games and stuff. But when you coupled it with the fact of his his physical attributes, yeah, yeah the fact that he was so fast, he was his acceleration was ridiculous. Like trying to beat him one on one was nigh on impossible because he was clever enough to go right. I'll jockey you, and then if you try and knock it past me, I will be able to because I'm faster than you. I'll be able to get back and I'll make the block. I'll make the tackle and I'll make you look a fool. Because doesn't and, Ronaldo say he's the best defender he's ever come yeah, across. Yeah, exactly that. It's that one-on-one defending where when you have a really skillful, frighteningly fast attacking player, they know most of the time when they're coming up against a defender, even if it's left-back, right-back, they know that if they jockey them, they've got the faster acceleration. So they'll be able to knock it round them and run onto it and then either get a crossing or carry on from there. But with Ash Cole, you couldn't do that to him. You just couldn't because he was so fast and deceptively strong as well. Deceptively really? strong, honestly. He would he would get his body in the way. Good he ball would, player. He would hold beautiful, mate. He had everything. He had absolutely everything. There's no there's no surprise that he had the career he did. You know, Arsenal, Chelsea. He went out to LA Galaxy for a little bit. Um, how many England Arsenal, caps did Chelsea, he get? Roma, Galaxy. Finished Roma, with Derby. Yeah. 107 England caps. 107 England wow. caps. Right, here's a question for you then. Name a better left back in history. Just. Just name one. The the only one that springs to mind is probably someone like Roberto Carlos, but he's a different right left back. He's yeah. a different left back. Yeah, he's somebody who would he, he would attack like you. Is, wouldn't th- believe. is this a little bit like the conversations at the moment around like Trent and yeah 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 um, people like that? Yeah, you know exactly that. It's it, it they were different players, but as a solid left back that you knew exactly what you're going to get from this, would get up and down the line, would get balls into the box, but would get back and defend with his life. Um, yeah, Ashley Cole was phenomenal. And I've got to give an honourable mention to Patrice Evra because being at Man United and playing with Patrice Evra, um, it, he wasn't a million miles off it. And th- I mean that as well because he was, Patrice was just, pff, he, he's a very similar sort of player. Yeah. A very similar sort of player. He had that sort of low centre of gravity. Spring as well, um, Spring on him, rapid, wanted to win as well. The beauty of Patrice Evra, he had this like will to win. It was so good to see. He was just, it, it, it meant so much to him and he would give everything he could. He would put his body on the line. Um, yeah, to, they're, they're, to, to be fair, them two are proper, they're proper top Oh, the leg- yeah? legend. So with um, Patrice Evra, is he as a, is he as appears like on socials is he life and soul yeah life and soul he is that's exactly what he's like just energy again energy to burn just always wanting to be amongst it wants to be with the lads wanting to be joking Um, when he was at Man United he had this weird little like friendship group with Carlos Tevez and Jisung Park like (laughs) I don't think they had like a common language that they spoke they just muddled through South Korean, yeah, Argentinian, and Argentinian, yeah. So well, I don't know what the heck they were speaking, but them three would just hang around together all the time. What and, they did, just like go and hang out. Nah, yeah, they, they they were always joking and messing about and having a good time and stuff like that. And yeah, Patrice was was always wanting to be in the middle of it, having a good time and joking about and stuff. Love Energy to that. burn. That's brilliant. Okay, 
right. So we've obviously got three per team. So we're going right back here. So what have we done? We've done England and we've done England. So we've done My England gosh, yeah. and England. So we've so done two England players already. So I've got one England player left to pick from, all right? You have. So where are we going to go right back? We'll go right back now. Okay, so... Um, Right back was a tough choice. Is obviously I've you know I played with the likes of Gary Neville, who honestly absolutely brilliant. People would probably say that he was limited as a right back because of what he could do and what he couldn't do. Um, but he's somebody that you just wanted in your team. Gary Neville was incredible. He's not my starting right back though. My starting right back is going to be Stephen Carr from when I was at Birmingham. Um, he he was the captain and he was somebody that we always used to look up to, always used to listen to. When he opened his mouth, we would shut up and listen. Um, he was the captain in the in the cup final against Arsenal um, in the in the League Cup, the one that we won two one. Um, but just as a bloke, honestly, he was absolutely brilliant. And it, it was at an age he was at an age where he was coming to the end of his career. I think when 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 we won that season in the League Cup, he was thirty five, maybe. Yeah, I think. He and was, yeah. I think the season before that, he had sort of half made his mind up to retire. So he was half thinking about retiring. He was going to just chuck it all in. He was like, "Sorry, I'll do another season." And I saw a Stephen Carr who was still at the top of his game, honestly. He was an animal. And he used to just... All he used to do was drink Red Bull. He, I never used to see him eating. All he would do was drink Red Bull all the time, <laughs> right? And it, But he was an animal, mate. On a match day, fearless. He wouldn't let... Like, pressure weren't even a thing to him. He just did his job. Do you he know what was, I mean? He was rapid, wasn't rapid, he? Rapid, Like, back in the day. So he was... Um, Steve Carr was Spurs, Newcastle, yeah, Brum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 99% Republic of, of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, he had what? 44. Surprised me, actually. 44 caps for Ireland. Yeah. Now 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Carr. I actually played golf with him once. Um, well, why? We had the Blues Golf Day. Uh, and where at the Warwickshire was it? No, it was at the Belfry, oh, okay. at the Brab. And um, I knew I liked him after about five minutes because yeah. he set off down the first um, and he cracked open the side of his bag and he tossed me a can of lager. Did he? Yeah. I'm surprised that he spoke to you much, to be honest with you, because he's one of those guys, right, who he know, he likes the people that he, he knows. Yeah, he, he, if you know him, He's brilliant, but if he don't know you, he would. I could imagine he would have been standoffish. So that's nice that he did that. He was that, good as gold. Fair. He was good as gold. No, he was wicked, honestly. And what he was a stocky little git, though. He mate. was, he yeah, was a yeah, tank, yeah. mate. Honestly, his whole body was just tank. He was honestly <laughs> not not an ounce of fat on him, right? He was, he was, he was incredible. That's all he did. I never used to see him eat Red Bull all the time. Good player. What a player. There mate. we go. So left workhorse, back. Workhorse, workhorse. So you've got a couple of workers getting up and down there, up haven't you? Up and down, mate. Yeah, that's a nice little start. That. So we've gone England, England, Birmingham. Birmingham. Boom. Right, Blues fans will be happy then. Centre-back. So, centre-backs. Um, oh, I was, this was... We're going to have to have a chat about this one. Really? You're yeah, not happy I, with no, centre-backs? Hey, mate, your team. You're the pro. Okay, so the first centre-back I'm going to pick is um, somebody that I played with at England. Yes. And so this is, this is the third choice from England. I can't take any more from England now, by the way. Um, so, starting centre-back for England, honestly, mate, he was just... He's got to be up there, in terms of Premier League anyway, as probably one of the best centre-backs the Premier League has seen. For sure, right? For sure. The Probably the reason why he won't be in a lot of people's best ever Premier League team is because a lot of people like to pick a centre-back pairing. They like to pick the likes of like Nemanja Vidic and Rio Ferdinand or Van Dijk and like Matip or something like that. They like to pick the centre-back pairing. Um but I'm not going to do that, right? I'm going to I'm going to pick it based on just purely of what I saw when I was away with England, and John Terry was just levels. What honestly. made him so good? It was his it was his will to win and will to stop balls and will to stop the ball going in the back of the net. Like he he was so driven. He would he he, he would read the game incredibly well, deceptively fast. 
Um, was he? Deceptively fast. Um, strong as you like. He would win balls in the opposition box to score headers. He would win balls in our box to clear it away. Um, but it's just, it, it was just his drive and natural ability to try and stop that ball going in the back of the net. He was just a warrior. Like he would... And when I say warrior, I don't mean somebody would worry a lot. <laughs> warrior. A warrior. A warrior. He was a warrior. Um, he would, though, mate. He would stick his head on the end of a boot all day long, mate. He didn't care. Like, the amount of times he would get boots in the face, cuts on the eyes, all that kind but of stuff. But he would read the game, obviously, read the incredibly game well. so well, mate. You had to read the game well to have the career yeah. he did. Playing for Chelsea, playing for mate, England. he's won the lot. He's won FA everything, Cup, mate. League Cup, Five Prem, Champions League, Europa League, PFA Player of the Year, FIFA Pro World 11 multiple times. How many England have to get 78, 78 and six goals wow decent so you know knocking yeah. on 10% yeah decent yeah he, goal he, ratio nah, mate, he was he was absolutely top class again it's a lot of people like to have a, a set uh, centre back pairing where you go with the two but nah just from pure individual ability at centre back it's, it's John Terry Okay, we've got an honourable mention here for Gerard Piquet. Gerard so Piquet, yeah. What a lot a of guy. the younger viewers won't know. So when you and Gerard were kids at United together, yeah, yeah. he was... He, he was going back. Yeah, it was. It, do you know what Gerard? Right, Gerard was like he was one of the fringe players. He wasn't really he was, playing yeah. a lot. He was he, he was on the bench a lot. Um, again, like you say, though, you had Rio Ferdinand. You had the man. This Nemanja was a Bidic. long time ago. It was a long time ago. This was what fifteen years. Yeah. fifteen well, years ago, right? And you had that set centre back pair, and so Gerard knew he wasn't going to get a kick. He had no chance of getting in ahead of them two, but he was undeniably. Uh, incredible centre-back. You could just tell that he was an incredible centre-back. Um, and I actually got on really well with him, to be fair, because, like I say, we were both sort of on the fringes. We weren't really playing, so we would sort of like, we would just get on as, with each other kind of thing. Um, but I remember I remember the day that he told me that he was leaving. He was going to sign for Barcelona. It was it was the end of the season, and um, we were playing Wigan. I think, I don't know if we had already won the Premier League or not. I don't know if we had or not, but um, we were walking on the pitch before the game, and um, none of us were playing that day. And, he, and he's we were just chatting and he was like Fozzy this is me I'm going I'm going in the end of the season I was like what? where are you going he was like I'm going Barcelona We've, I've done it it's like it's all been agreed like wow. contracts been done all that kind of stuff and I was like nah mate you can't leave me like do you know what I mean you're my mate and he was like yeah it's all done like contracts been signed sealed like everything they've agreed a fee with Man United I was like oh mate so like obviously I knew he was a very good player and I knew he was going on to go on to have a career but what a career he had though, oh mate. well how, yeah what incredible a career he so, had. so like at the time obviously you got Rio and, and Nemanja playing at the back. Could United have done anything to stop him going? Or the fact that he was a Spanish boy and he was kind of yeah. going home, was it just, it's one of them, oh, he's, he's going to go. It's inevitable. There's nothing you can do. Unless you're going to say, right, we're going we're gonna to sell Nemanja or we're going to sell Rio. Even then, I think when Barcelona comes in for you, when you're a Spanish boy, when you're yeah, a local, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's too good to turn down for him. So like I say, it's a shame for Man United, but th there, was, there was no way you were stopping that. No, that's fair enough. Right, big question. Well, first statement first. So Spotify have just done a deal with uh, Barca. Yes, that was have, announced yeah. this week. So we're going to get your boy Gerard on the Foscaster. There we? we go. Why don't we get on that? Gerard's a clever guy now, you know. You see him doing like business courses and stuff, don't really? you? Really? See, this is the thing. When when he was younger, like you don't get to see how he's going to evolve as a person. Like, yeah, you yeah. knew that he's a he's a good footballer and he was a good lad and all that kind of stuff. But he's turned into a proper leader for Barcelona, like the mainstay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Him and Carlos Puyol back in the day, like <sighs> the main men. Do you know what I mean? The ones you would look up to, the leaders. Like it's class. It's so good. I love it's Carlos so good Puyol. to see like that kind of player turn into that um, we'll have so, to get him on yeah that'd be, we'll that'd have to be try absolutely and... incredible if we could get if we could get out to the we, to we'll the... go we'll go to Barca what do they it's... call it what do they call it the Spotify New, New Camp? Camp I think yeah the, yeah. yeah the Spotify, Spotify New Camp the yeah. New Camp yeah how cool is that 
I, I think we could go there, couldn't we? Spotify, can you hook it up, please? That'd be nice. Big, will you hook it up? He's your mate. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. Right, so we've got JT at the back. Okay, great back four at the moment. So JT's partner at the back, Fozzy, is... Okay, so um, I'm going to go down a little bit of a left field one. Somebody that is was massively underrated, okay? Massively underrated. Uh, somebody I played with at West Brom. And I've got to say, just... I enjoyed playing with him because I knew exactly what I was going to get from him every single time. Gareth McCauley. A lot of people won't even know who Gareth McCauley is, but he came into football actually really quite late. He worked a lot when he was younger, proper, got a job and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't even think he turned pro until he was like 24, 25 or something. You played at Ipswich, all that kind of stuff. Um, Leicester, Ipswich. Yeah, he, he, so he, he, he didn't do it a con conventional way. But when uh, I signed for West Brom, there was a guy... This guy, Gareth McCauley, he was he was ill. He was like so ill, it was a joke, right? He like just a signed. norovirus -y type. Yeah, uh... he, he, he was mad. He had this like weird bug where he was just losing weight. So he couldn't train, mm. right? So he was just turning in every day. He was like skin and bones, like his face was gone. And I'm thinking, who are you? Like, I've never even heard of you, and you're just ill. Like, it's so, <laughs> so weird. Like, Compassionate then, yeah? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> obviously, he's a lovely guy, like, but just ill. And I was thinking, oh, God. So he didn't train for ages. It was literally for like three or four weeks. He didn't train or anything. I lost, lost, must have lost five. Five or six kilo, easy, 10 kilo maybe. Um, but then eventually he got got well. He had like a, a stomach bug sort of thing and it just wouldn't go away. So anyway, eventually got well, um, got sort of eaten again, put some weight on. And I remember his first ever training session back with the lads and um, he joined in and Roy Hodgson was a manager and the poor bloke, he just couldn't do a thing right. He was kicking stuff out. He was passing it to nobody. I was thinking, you are brutal. Like, you have got no chance, mate. You're miles off it, yeah? Um, and I, I still talk to him about this story now, and he laughs and just says, mate, I was all over it. And he was, he was all over the shop. But anyway, he got he got back to it, right? He started, like I say, put some weight on, got the muscle, muscle bulk back. Um, and then he turned into an absolute player. Mate. Oh, he I, was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Like when I said under the radar, right? I mean under the radar because I used to play with him week in, week out. His acceleration was a joke. He was six foot five. His acceleration was a joke. His top speed was an absolute joke. I think one season he had the highest top speed in the Premier League. Really? Not even joking. Wow, okay. Gareth McCauley, top speed in the Premier League. Um, he, he, he would read the game well. He was like professional as you like he would never moan he would never like get after anybody he would just do it properly every single and time had, I mean he scored as well he, he scored would score goals, goals for fun, a little bit like Dawes he, he would score goals for fun him and Craig Dawson would. I could. I, I was so lucky I never had to actually play against Gareth McCauley and Craig Dawson because I can imagine that when it's a corner or a free kick and you've got Chris Brunt standing over it right you look yeah. at them two and you just say <laughs> oh no I don't need this I don't need this because them two would attack a ball better than most people I've seen yeah. in my career. And Gareth McCauley at the other end would be heading balls away. You knew what you were going to get from him. He was so reliable. West Brom, West Brom fans will know what I'm talking about. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. Because well, he was world-class, honestly. 200-odd games for West Brom. Yeah. 80, 80 caps for Northern Ireland. Yeah. Nine goals. Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, mate. that's he impressive, isn't he it? He was top, mate, honestly. You knew, like, every time we got a set piece, right, we, we knew we had half a chance of scoring. And that's a nice feeling because the, you obviously rely on sort of goals coming from free play. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. A lovely bit of interchange and movement and, all, and just sticking it in the corner. When we got a set piece, a corner, a free kick, we knew we had half a chance of scoring. And we would get in teams' heads that it was going to be a bad day. It was going to be an horrible game to play against us. Mega, mega. Um, obviously, you could only pick three from United. Um, but with England as well, we've got honourable mention as well. It's obviously more than an honourable mention for Rio. 
Um, oh, for sure, yeah. Rio. I mean, I, I'm interested to chat to you about that. So, Rio and JT, looking at your back four. So, let's just summarise. Goalie, Jahat, left-back, Ashkol, right-back, Steve Carr, centre-backs, Nemanja Vidic and JT. Yeah, but there's a reason why I can't get Rio in the team, because I've picked other Man United players. Yeah. And you, we'll, we'll see who they are. You like a certain type of defender, don't I you, mate, I, I want a defender who I know what I'm going to get from. I like yeah. a, a Mr. Reliable, like... Big, strong, head it, will head it, kick, kick it, it out. get it as far. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's not a over exaggeration to say, get the ball to the good players. Yeah, give the ball to the skillful players, the midfielders, the strikers. Give yeah. it to them and let them do the good stuff. All right. Yeah, that's what I want from my centre backs. How good was Rio though? Rio was just something else. He was elegant, mate. He was, he was elegant. He was a kind of defender who would never ever walk off the pitch with mud on his shorts or mud on his shirt because he read the game so well. Because he was so fast, right? He would see it coming. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He would read the game and he would just step across people. Loved and he would read it so well. He was just, honestly, he was he was so beautiful. Like, obviously, when, you know, he's, he's, he's played for Leeds, he's played for West Ham, a lot of money people have bought him for. But, yeah, for, for Man United, when you were pairing him with Nemanja Vidic, I think probably them two were probably best. the best centre-back pair in, in Premier ever League seen. history. Yeah, probably. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay, right. We're going to go into midfield. We're going to go right wing, current teammate of yours. Yes, right wing. So we're going to go down the Watford link this time. Um, and somebody who's just won the African Cup of Nations with Senegal. Um, I, I get to see him day in, day out and see actually what he's about and what he's got and how good he is. And he is he is incredibly good. He is frighteningly good. His, yeah. his pace is like nothing I've ever seen. I honestly think he's probably the fastest player I've ever played with. Um, Acceleration-wise and just work rate from him as well most of the time when you get these sort of skillful wingers that want to get on the ball and take players on and get balls into the box they aren't really willing to work and get back and defend but Ismail Ismail Saar has got all of it honestly he has got all of it I still think he doesn't quite know how good he is and I think he can still improve an awful lot he's only 24 he's 24 years old he's played in the Prem twice like so obviously in the first time two separate seasons and he's got what five in 16 yeah for a team that you know you've struggled, you've yeah, had a, a difficult bottom, season, bottom team, bottom, yeah. bottom type team, five and sixteen. Mate, he's pretty special. Honestly, isn't he? he 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 could go on and be an absolute monster of a player. Honestly, for for Watford's sake, I hope we can hold on to him. Um, but you, in football nowadays, you just never know. But he is he is absolutely top class. Very very quiet guy. Very quiet. Honestly, almost he's not shy. He just likes to keep himself to himself. Like we've got, we have obviously got the Watford group chat. He doesn't want to be on the Watford group chat, so he's like, he won't be on it. He's not involved. He don't get involved. The in Watford that kind of group stuff. chat. Yeah, he, all uh, players in there. All the players are in that, apart from Ismail um, and he doesn't. He just don't get involved. He he keeps himself to himself. You see it on the Saturday. He'll he'll play the game and then he goes home and that's it. And that's all you hear from him. That's his all right, man. isn't it? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Right. Okay. So have a little chit chat about this WhatsApp group then. What do you mean the WhatsApp group? The WhatsApp group. So you're admin, aren't you? I am admin. So Big um, Troy was Big Troy the admin. Big Troy was admin. Um, obviously, when players move on. Or yeah. Well, leave. Troy was alpha, weren't he? he and was, now, yeah, and he now was you're. A big dog, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm definitely not an alpha. I'd say I'm more of a sort of what's the C word? Beta. C. What's the C? <laughs> chill, chill. I'm the chill guy. Chill, yeah. I'm yeah. the chill one. Um, yeah. It's it's the same as any football club though. You have a group chat. You um, like if stuff's happening, you put it on there. If you're having like a group like activity or group dinner, you put it on. Uh, when we're at 
away games, you need it because, like you can say about the tickets are being collected here or picked up from here. Um, so that's the group chat. I, group chats back in the day used to be a lot more active. I'll say that for a, really? for a fact, yeah. It used to be a lot more active. People would be putting all sorts on there. Um, I think a lot of people are scared now to put stuff on. I think chats. we maybe need a separate Foscast on, yeah, on football WhatsApp we, groups, we don't keep, we? We keep the, yeah, the banter sort of down to a minimum now because people, I think, are afraid of, scared, yeah, of, of stuff getting out and stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, group chats are a thing. Mate. Every football club in the country, in the world, has got a group chat, there guaranteed. Right, okay. We have got Ishmael Assar flying down the right wing. On the left wing, we've got your old Baggies boy, Foscast guest. Yes. Um, when we had him on the Foscast a few weeks back, a few he months was back. He brilliant. Uh, he was. He was absolutely top class. Um, and, I, and I actually said he's probably got one of the most underrated left foots in Premier League history. Yeah. Um, his, his record of assists um, speak for themselves, appearances for West Brom, for for Northern Ireland, an all-round absolute top bloke. He was Ooh. captain for a long time. Chris Brunt, what a guy. Honestly, what a guy. And his, his left foot would fill many goalkeepers up and down the Premier League with dread and fear when they saw him about to put a corner or a cross or a free kick into the box because... Nine times out of ten, it was on the money. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, when it was on the money, you knew you had Craig Dawson or Gareth McCauley trying to get on the end of it. Jonas Olsen. Oh, Jonas Olsen. <laughs> just to make it even worse. Like It was a nightmare, honestly. His yeah. left foot was just... It was top. 65 Northern Ireland caps, three goals. He just retired last season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah player of the year for Baggies, 08-09. And Lovely. I think it's important to say, isn't it? Like When you do this, um, this kind of podcast and when you do these dream teams and stuff... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's obviously always populated with some of the greatest yeah, players the that have yeah, ever played, yeah, 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 yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So to, to have, you know, people like Chris Brunt in there, Gaz McCauley, yeah. they're, they're really good Premier League Proper players, aren't good they? Players, mate. Don't get me wrong, it would be so easy to do a Dream Eleven and have like Giggsy on the left, Scolzi in the midfield with Gerrard and then David Beckham on the right and all that kind of stuff. But it's not real, do you know what I mean? I don't want to do it like that. I want yeah. to have nice little stipulations and do it about yeah. the players that I've played with that really have made me go, wow, you're you're a proper player here. You might not have the name attached to you, but you are a proper player. Okay, so we've got uh, Brunty on the left, Ismail Assar on the right, in the middle of the park. There were some big options here. Big and options. And you've gone for the ginger maestro, haven't you? I have gone for Man United, uh, Paul Scholes, my all-time favourite player, without doubt. Um, I was so lucky that I got to see him up close and personal and see what he was about and play with him as well. And he was just, woof, just the most natural player 
that you you will see the the best striker of a ball, yeah, the connection that he used to get with the ball every single time was just like nothing. You've Not ever necessarily seen. the hardest, the best connection. No, mate, he could munt it, mate. Have you seen some of the goals yeah, he scored? Could, yeah. you know, you, the, remember the one against Villa with Gabriel Correa in goal, where they've crossed it from a corner, yeah, yeah, edge of the eighteen yard box, ran onto it first time, bosh, drilled it cross by arm, oh, mate. He he could drill the life out of a ball, and he would happily from thirty yard get it out of his feet and just munt it, mate. Honestly, he was world class, like just. Just effortless. He would. He just knew what he was doing. He's one of those type of players where he had that low centre of gravity. His head was always on a swivel. His technique was second to none. Um, the amount of players that you see, the big players that played for Barcelona, like Italians that would come out and say, Scolzi's the player we all look up Zidane to. Zidane did, didn't Zidane he? Zidane did. You had Messi, Xavi, you had yeah, Xavi, yeah. Iniesta, all saying that he kind seems of thing. To be, he seems to be the footballer's footballer. The footballer's footballer. He, he is... He's just pure technique, absolute pure technique, and he, he again as a lad was just was just lovely, mate. Honestly, he was top class. He just again one of those players who would come in, do his work, and go home. You'd never hear anything else from him, and he wouldn't be complaining, he wouldn't be moaning. Um, he just wanted to get on with it, do his stuff, and get out, and that was it. One club man, wasn't he? One so club man. Yeah. How did he train? Brilliant. He was top. He was top every single day. You do see a lot of players who might be top players, but in training they just sort of go through the motions because. That didn't excite him, but he again he would just come in and do his business, mate. He was he was absolutely top class in training. There's that obviously that funny story from when I first signed at Man United, and um, I was I had literally just signed a couple of days before. I was doing some goalkeeper coaching, goalkeeper training with Tony Cote and a few of the other goalies, drilled kind of wave training, whatever it was. And somebody played the ball into Scolzi, and he's just moved his body into this position. And first time done a half volley across the fit the pitch over to like Giggsy or wherever it was, and it was just so natural. So effortless that I've, yeah. I've involuntarily just gone wow like oh, that's incredible and Tony Coton who's serving the goalkeepers the volleys has just sort of looked at me and gone was it Scolzi I went yeah it was Scolzi yeah. he, and he was like mate you wait you wait till you see what he can really do and that he wasn't wrong either he was uh, the, the beauty of it is every single player that's played with Scolzi says the same thing as well he's yeah. the best player they've ever seen yeah he was, he was 66 England caps 14 goals so, Never really had the best of England careers, did he, really? Well, it was I, interesting because people used to say, I remember he was on, what was he doing? He was doing uh, something with Gaz, Gaz Nev. It was, uh, I think it was, was it Soccer Box? Soccer Box. Mm. And, they, and he was saying, people always used to say I used to play on the left, but he, he said, I kind of played towards the left for United, so I yeah. didn't really ever get that But argument, he actually but... played on the left for England. He played a World Cup on the left yeah. one because um, you had, obviously, you had Gerard and Lampard as well. So it was kind of like they shoehorned him in to get him into that midfield, which... He retired not, quite early. Yeah, England, it's not really it? his position, though. And again, he's one of those guys who probably wouldn't have really enjoyed it when he was away with England. He's out of his sort of creature comforts. He likes playing his football at Manchester United, going home to his family, and that's what he was about. And I can understand why it didn't really work for him at England so much. How good was he compared to Xavi and Iniesta? Yeah, he's on the same same level. Just same combo. Same same combo. Um, same conversation. Same very similar sort of players. I'd say probably a little, just a little bit more sort of like substance or end product, maybe, maybe. And that's that's the only thing I can say about it because you're talking about Xavi and Iniesta, two of the greatest players. Great a bit of bite though, didn't he as well, Scolzi? Yeah, he did have a bit of bite. Is is obviously a lot of people make fun of his tackling, and he was the worst tackler in the world. But you'd never try and take that out of Scolzi because he had that little bite, that little winter will to win. And that's what I mean when I say substance. I don't, I don't necessarily mean end product. I mean sort of will to win and the drive to really grit his teeth and get down and dirty. Nice, love that, Scolzi. There we go, Scolzi. So we've got 
honourable mentions for Frank Lampard and Steve Gerrard. Mate, you can't <laughs> not have an honourable mention, you know, mention for Stevie G and Frank Lampard. The only reason I can't get them in because I only played with them at England and I can't put any more England players in. But Stevie G, like for me, if I had to pick the, the pecking order of Scolzi, Stevie G and Frankie Lampard, it, it would sound bad that someone's got to come third, but somebody has got to come third. But I would still always put Scolzi, Stevie G and Frankie Lampard. But that's no slight on any of them because no. they were all absolute world-class players. And if they were playing today, they're £100 million players at least. They are, probably oh. even more. Like they're like Frank. Look at Frank Lampard. I put third. Then look at his scoring record for for throughout his career for Chelsea. The amount of assists and the amount of goals that he got from midfield. Like there's probably never been a midfield player who would get into that second six-yard box and score as many goals as Frank Lampard probably ever again. Like yeah, a one of a kind. I mean, so I've got to ask the question, mate, about England. What? Why didn't it ever quite happen at that time with, with that all... team? With that team? Yeah. Like with Stevie G like, and Frank and you, Rio and all that. And here's my take and... on it. It was the manager. We didn't have the right... We didn't. Yeah, I maybe. honestly believe if Venables from 96 was uh, there in like 2000s yeah, or, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that, or Harry Redknapp, yeah. or dare I say like Allardyce. Yeah, somebody, yeah, maybe. I, I think they, that could have been the difference. Yeah, probably is. It probably is down to that. It's, it's very hard to put your finger on the exact what it is. But Frightening, it was a different it? time as well. It was. Like the England team back then was a different time because like you say, now... It feels like the country are behind the England team now, doesn't it? It does. It feels like they get behind them. They want them to win. They look forward to the games and they want to support them. Um, whereas then it always felt like they were waiting for us to fail. They were waiting for something to happen so the press could jump on it. So and they do you think, really get do you the, think the pressure, yeah, I do. I pressure think the, was that? Which is mad because you had the top players, the, pl- the players playing for Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal. You had the big boys. But it was a different kind of scrutiny back then for England because yeah. they, they, they were just waiting for you to fail so they could get the daggers out and they could put you on the front of the paper and make you look a fool. Incredible. Right. Okay. Right. Centre midfield partner for Scolzi. Yep. We've got an ex-Watford teammate of yours. Yeah, ex-Watford teammate. Um, somebody who, when I first signed for Watford, um, it was like four years ago, um, was just, I was I was so taken aback at how good this player actually was. Um, again, somebody that just went about his business. Like, it, there must be a recurring theme of these sort of players in this team, but he would quite honestly come in, work his socks off, do his job, be absolutely brilliant at it at the same time and then go home. You wouldn't hear from him. You wouldn't cause a fuss. Um, but Abdullah Decore for Watford was just phew, absolutely top class. Kind of a defensive midfielder, but would also get forward a little bit. He didn't mind getting forward, getting into the box, getting on the end of things. He would score a few goals. Is um, The way he kept possession was incredible. Another one of those players who was very good at having his head on a swivel and knowing what was around him. But his work rate was just unbelievable. Honestly, his stats back in the day were just for every game he was running near on 12 kilometres, which is top, top level. Like, top, top level. And he would just do it. And it wasn't a thing to him. Like, he wouldn't be going, I'm tired or this and that. 
just get on with it. And he was, yeah, a lovely bloke as well. A yeah. real, real top guy. He started the season at Everton, didn't he? Yeah. Like an absolute he, he, house he got, on fire. He's had a few injuries, yeah. yeah. He picked up a bad injury at Everton. I think he might have broke something. Um, but he, yeah, he's, he's been a bit unfortunate with injuries. He's had a few knee injuries when he was at yeah. Watford, which ruled him out for a bit. But um, a guy that you want in your team, mate, because he's there's not many players that just get on with it, mate. In this day and age in football, I've seen the change in football where a lot of players are needy. They need a bit of love. They need a bit of attention. They need rubbing and pulling and all that kind of stuff mate he didn't need that he would he would run himself he would do it him all himself and they're the kind of guys you want on your team absolutely still only 29 as well 29 mate he's still, still, got, he's still got another four or five years of being yeah, at the top honestly definitely. Everton have got an absolute player on his hands yeah so right midfield we've got Scolzi and Decore in the middle Ishmael Asar on the right Brunty on the left mate, that, that sounds an, like a decent team we, like, we said we know. weren't going for like any kind of actually that's a nice balanced midfield yeah, isn't I it I like that I like that a Scolzi lot, yeah. in his prompt Mate, we would be we would be doing a bit this team would. This team would be doing a bit. Can I be in the coaching team as what? What would you do? I don't know. What what can you do? Water boy or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, let's go up top. Right, okay. The, right, we've got big boys here, by the way. Oh, we've got the biggest of the big boys. The biggest we? of the big boys. Yeah, the biggest of the big boys. And this is why I had to hold off with all the other Man United players because um I've got two monsters, absolute monsters. And the first one I'm going to start with, because I want to save the best for last, right? For me, not the best, but I want to save somebody for last. But the first one I'm going to talk about is CR7, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, okay? So, um, obviously, being at Man United with him, again, you get to see the levels and you get to see what he's got. And it was just like, it was just unfair at times. He was that good. Like, he had absolutely everything. And his mentality for me was just the most elite level mentality I've ever seen in anybody like nothing why what, what, he, break uh, that down though. so so when I say that right he 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 would relentlessly do what he knew he was good at okay so in games he would get the ball and go forward he would just drive forward right and he would take players on and sometimes he would get tackled and he'd lose it and it would break down and they would go on a counter attack yeah but the next time he got the ball he would learn from that tackle and then he would know how to address the next phase of play. Okay. So when he got the ball, he would think, right, well, I lost it on my left. I'm going to jink to my left. And then go. And he would just relentlessly keep going forward. So eventually, you would just hammer down that left back or hammer down that centre back to the point where they almost gave up in the end because they knew they couldn't stop him. So he'd just keep. So he wouldn't be uh, one of these players where if he got tackled, he'd lose confidence. No, he'd just exactly, go again, yeah. again. His confidence would never, ever get affected whatsoever. He would just keep doing it and keep driving. His Acceleration wise, top speed, like hardest just, worker, hardest worker. Because that was it. You got to remember that was a time at United when you had Keena, uh, Gaznev, you, you had absolutely everybody. Ryan Giggs, you had Rio Ferdinand, and Wayne he worked Rooney. harder than all of them. He worked harder than all of them. He was the first one in in the morning. Like he would get in an hour before everybody else. Yeah, so we would be in from eight o'clock in the morning, right? He would go. He would, but he wouldn't just get in and chill. He would be in and he would be doing gym work. He would be properly working himself, getting himself ready to go for training because training for him was a big deal. Like, he would want to win. He was he was doing everything properly. If we are doing a shooting practice and he missed the target, it would be a problem. Like, he was kicking off, moaning, swearing in Portuguese, swearing in Spanish. Like, he wanted to score every single time. Like, don't get me wrong, I think he's probably got a bit of an ego about himself because you have to, to be at that level, you have to have a bit of an yeah, ego, right? of course. But it's... He, his will to win and the drive and the elite mentality is like nothing I've ever so, seen again. So how? So when you were there together at United, has it surprised you at all that he's gone on to be 
top three greatest players nah, ever? No chance does it surprise you. I remember when, when they sold him, Man United, like I think I had just left that season or the season before. Um, and I was on holiday and I remember they were talking about Real Madrid making this like 80 million pound bid or something like that, right? And I remember thinking, blimey, now that's an outrageous amount of money, but there's no way they'll sell him. There's no way. Like you can't, it, it, like in world football, like back then, yeah? If you were to buy Messi or Ronaldo, yeah, you you could have probably charged what you wanted because you can't replace them, yeah. yeah. So there's a difference between having a Messi or Ronaldo in their pomp and then having the next level down, yeah. You could yeah. fill your team with the next level downs, but they still wouldn't be able to do what the Messi or Ronaldo did, yeah. So you can't replace them. But wasn't 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 the kind of agreement that he had with Fergie that it was give me one more year and I'll promise you we'll let you go. I don't know, mate. That's between them. I can't. I can't tell you that kind of thing. All I know is that you cannot re- replace the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. So it was a bit of a surprise that he went, but it, it's no shock that he went on and did what he did because he is. He is what he is, mate. And I, there's something to be said that probably the Spanish league is a little bit easier than the English league. So if he can do it in the Premier League and he can smash goals in left, right, and centre, because you've got to remember he had it all. He scored goals with his head, left foot, right foot, like. The amount of hat tricks he scored, ridiculous. He could do everything, mate. Well, yeah. look at look at it this way, right? So this is for me. This is why Ronaldo edges Messi. Yeah. Because Premier League, most physical league in the world. Yeah, for sure. Okay. He's been here. He's done it. Yeah. La Liga, the Galacticos, Same all thing. the big boys. Same Messi thing. done it. Yeah. Serie, A, I'll do that as well. Done it. International. Boom. Won the Euros. Sweet, Top goal scorer in inter- It's 115 goals for Portugal. Yeah. Whoa. In 184 games, over 800 career goals, nah, right? So, so top-level pro, if you play 400 games in your career, that's a good career, right? Blumming right it is. Yeah. He scored 807 goals. Stupid. 56 hat-tricks? Showing off. <laughs> <laughs> 50, like, how many hat-tricks? 56 hat-tricks. 56 times three, just in like... Oh, that's jokes, mate. 56 Prem, FA Cup, League Cup, La Liga, Copa del Rey, Champions League, four. I told Serie you, A. I, I told you the time, like, you know when we had the Cup Final, right? So we had the... When, when League was Cup it, Final. Know, League Cup Final against Tottenham. And it went to penalty shootout, right? And we were walking up the pitch. And honestly, right? So I'm a year or two older than Cristiano, right? I think I'm a year older. And we're walking up the pitch, getting ready for the penalty shootout. And he's come over to me, put his arm around like me, like he's my dad. And he's gone, this is your time. This is your time. And I'm going, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Cristiano. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like, honestly. <laughs> But like it was Cristiano Ronaldo, man. Yeah. I was buzzing my He's trail. He's just got that effect, though, isn't it? Like when he was at, when you lot did him four four one yeah. this season at the Vic, and it was I've never seen a football ground like the it. People the, are buzzing. The, the just people, to see just the spectacle, the of presence. But I remember when you were at United and uh, you used to sort us out with tickets and that. And we went into the old players' lounge and you used to come out of there and it'd come out the door into the tunnel, wouldn't you? And I remember coming out and I'd left out of the it. players' lounge, yeah. Yeah, and I'd left it a bit late. I think, me and, having a few beers. Me and the lads had had a couple of beers or something. Left it a bit late, so security were there, kind of holding you back. And I remember walking out, and that he was there. Yeah, Ronaldo. He was, he's always last to go out. Yeah, you might have noticed. Okay, it, but I, people at home notice this. Watch this, all right? Because he's always the last player to come out. It's um, again, this is that sort of thing, side to him where he wants to be like. The last one. The like, spectacle. The spectacle. You wait to see me, all right? You wait to but he see was, me. He was, when I walked out the tunnel and he was there and he was younger, he hadn't done all the things he'd done yeah. at that point. But even then, I oh, remember even at Man walking out do that, yeah. and going, ooh. Yeah. 
He, He's I, the I, presence. I remember he would he would purposely wait for everybody to get up, and then he would make sure he was the last one to come out because he wanted people to go, "Oh, here he is! Here he is!" And is that, he the... What is he? What? Go on, sorry. I was just going to say no. That that's that's him though. That's him. It's like yeah. he knows he is the shit. Basically, he's the show he pony. Isn't he? He's yeah, the yeah. Well, he's not the show pony. Yeah, no, but he, he he knows it, and he knows people are there to watch him. So he he'll make a show of it. Like when we played him at Old Trafford a few weeks back, it was nil nil. Um, and oh, I tell you what, he he should have gone down for a penalty. By the way, in that game, he should have gone down. He should have done. Right? They played a the ball through, and it didn't get cut out. I ran to the edge of my box, right? He's run onto it, and he's got there first, yeah. right? And he's nudged it to the side of me. But as I slid out, I've absolutely booted the life out of his ankle, right? So my left foot, I have kicked him so hard, right? I thought, oh, I might have broke my foot here. I thought, oh, I might have broke my foot here because as I got up, it kind of gave way a bit. But I was like, oh my god, that kills, right? He just carried on running like it hadn't even touched the side I'm surprised he didn't go down I, I'm so like if he'd have gone down it's a penalty but they yeah. didn't even look at it or anything yeah they carried on thankfully they, he cut it back and then they missed the chance sort of thing but he should have gone down it had been a penalty but I booted his leg so hard right I'm thinking he's got to be bad here he's got to be sore he might even be coming off right he didn't even flinch mate honestly it was a joke so that was it was um, a good game nearly nicked it at the end I was in well. bit I had to go for an x-ray I remember, on my foot. I remember I had to go for an x-ray on my foot right because for about three or four days afterwards I could not put any pressure for it whatsoever it killed so bad like but i had proper bone bruise and all that kind of stuff bit of swelling like it killed but he he was fine mate he was just didn't even flinch love it so in that game you told me something yesterday actually that really made me laugh so you're known as um the master of running down the clock aren't you yes got to do what you got to do for your team yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah, so tell us about the referee yeah so the referee was um Kevin Friend? It was. It was Kevin Friend, right? So um so let me set the scene for you, okay? You're away at Old Trafford, right? We are we're we're scrapping for points. Nicking we, a we, point. We need everything we can get, right? We're, we need everything we can get. It's about the 85th minute, and I've got a bit of a reputation in the Premier League of being a bit of a time waster, yeah. But it's not all my fault, right? I've been at West Brom, I've been at these sort of teams where you you've got to do a bit of that. It's like game management, do you know what I mean? Of it's you just have. you've got to be clever with it, right? So it's the 85th minute, we're nil-nil, we're holding on, you know, Man United are attacking, they're having a lot of the ball, right? So anytime the ball goes out of play or I get it in my hand, I'm going to fall on it. If yeah. the ball goes out of play behind me for a goal kick, the I'm going to take my time. Ankles playing up all Ankle sore, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you just got to be a bit cute and a bit, be a bit clever, right? So anyway, the ball went out for a, for a goal kick. I take my time, I'm time-wasting. I go and get the ball slowly, walk back, put it on the spot, Actually, I might move it a little bit. Let me put it over there. It looks a bit dodgy there. So I've walked over there. And as soon as you pick the ball up to go and move it to somewhere else, the referees hate it. Because the crowd go wild, right? The referees hate it. So Kevin Friend is the is the referee. Straight away, boom, sprints over to me, right? It's the first time he's warned me, in fairness. It's the first time he's warned me. So he can't give me a yellow card He was at yet. it in the 10th minute. Yeah, he can't give me a yellow card yet, all right? So he has to warn me, right? So he's come up to me. He's gone, Fozzie, I'm going to give you a yellow card in a minute. You're taking the piss. I'm going to give you a yellow card, all right? <laughs> but this is the beauty of it. This is the bit that made me absolutely piss myself, right? He's gone, and if I give you a yellow card, I'm unsubscribing from the Cyclones UK. <laughs> and, I, and, mate, as soon as he said that, I went, nah, Kev, mate. Kev, please, like, give me a yellow card. Just don't unsubscribe, all right? Don't unsubscribe. So he's kind of got, he's got, he kind of just sort of pointed at me. But, like, point taken either way. Because he didn't, like, after that, thankfully, I don't think the ball went out, so I didn't have to time waste or anything like that. But I thought, yeah, decent, that, to be fair. It's, it's a good bit of banter, that, from Kevin. Well done, mate. That's good, isn't it? Because a lot of people will think that the referees have got to behave a certain way. But No, don't get me wrong. You do get referees who are a bit nausy and are a bit like... Um, 
they you, you do get referees where they they think they're the man they think they're the boss though and they're like ego yeah e- a bit of an ego gets in the way kind of thing but i have noticed lately actually there's been a lot of referees who are they're, they're sensible do you know what i mean they've got their sensible hat on they can read the situation they'll talk to you like a human being and you get better results when you talk to the players on the level you do. Do, you know you mean? do they'll respect shouting, you more won't they exactly you didn't don't you see him shout. didn't you wasn't he third official yeah, so he was he was third, uh, fourth official, sorry, sorry, at Southampton a few like a couple of weeks afterwards as well, um, and we were just waiting in the tunnel to go out for the warm, uh, sorry, for the game actually for the game to kick off, and he's come over and he's gone, he's gone all right for. I went all right, Kev, nice to see you, mate, and he went, um, he went, I didn't, I never did unsubscribe. <laughs> Good lad, what a guy. Good lad. So yeah, CR nine. CR seven. CR I always do that. Don't I? Yeah, R nine. The real Ronaldo. Yeah, the real Ronaldo. Is yeah, Ronaldo. Greatest player of all time? Probably. He's up there. I, I think it's hard to say because they're different. Areas. Our generation. Yeah, our generation probably. You can't I, say. I, I'm team Ronaldo. I'm Ronaldo just because I saw it. You can't You can't say he's... But I, you can't say that Ronaldo is better than Zidane because Zidane was my guy yeah, growing for up. Sure, he was mate. like my... You're talking Hero. about top, top, top of tops. Yeah? But they were so different. This is where opinion comes into it, mate. And this is the beauty of football. Yeah. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. And that's why you can't ever shut anyone down and go, no, you're wrong. Because <laughs> it's all a matter of opinion. And that's the beauty of football. That's why I love it, mate. Yeah, it's that's brilliant. That's why we get to sit here and do podcasts and chat gump with people. Because yeah. it's all about opinions on this, that and whatever. That's how the world works. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Right. So we have got the last spot up for grabs, up top. Who are you going for? So another one of my Manchester United teammates, um, somebody who I honestly still think to this day was probably underrated. He, he, don't get me wrong. He's a he's a monster player and everybody knows this guy and everybody knows who he is. But I think when we look back on the Premier League and we look back at strikers and people who have scored goals and done this and done that, um, I still think people don't put enough respect on this guy's name. I really don't because he was he was just incredible. He's the type of guy that would start every single game because the manager knew that if he said, I'm going to start you on the bench, I'm going to rest you today, he would go, no, there's no way you start. I'm playing the game and he'll play every single minute of it. He hated to come off. Wayne Rooney, for me, like, what a monster. What an absolute monster. I've never seen somebody so driven to win every single facet of everything like so whether it was a flick on header whether it was a ball around the corner winning a block winning a tackle winning possession the ball goes out for a throw and somebody tries to get it from him quick he would stop him like everything about him was just driven to win like aggression levels were just top so what what how would you kind of shape this up then so Will to win aggression versus this his is, no no ability. no we haven't even talked about ability yet yeah so I what I'm saying I is even mentioned how ability. yeah so t- talk to me about his ability yeah, the ability then. is mate he was just inc- he had everything he had absolutely everything so he so, wasn't flash was he no he wasn't flash but he just knew what worked and he knew what he could do and he would just be relentless at doing it again somebody who never let pressure or the fact that he was an absolute megastar because when you've got to think he's probably one of the the hottest prospect this country's ever, ever produced in terms of footballing talent. Like mm. Wayne Rooney back in the day, everybody in the world knew who Wayne Rooney was. You could be at the far-flung corners of the world and everybody would know who Wayne Rooney was. But he never let that ever, ever, ever affect him. He would just go out on the pitch and he would do the same thing and he would drive Man United to win games that they had no right to win because he wanted to win. So... 
when you look back through the spine of the team, you've got Scolzi behind him and you've got Gary Neville in defence from the Manu Vidic, Rio Ferdinand, Edwin van der Sar in goal. Like, they would all look at each other and be like, yeah, we're winning this. And it would just, everybody would drive everybody else. And I think that's the bit for me that I love to see in players. I do. I love to see a will to win, a, a will of like, we're not giving this up. We're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And like I say, he made some of the goals that he scored. Like, you read his record out there for, for the amount of goals that he scored. And appearances yeah. and stuff. Just ridiculous. Because people will always say, so 120 England caps, yeah. 53 goals. Wow. Ridiculous. So people will often say, but he wasn't a natural goal scorer. He wasn't an out-and-out goal scorer. Well, only Shearer scored more goals than mate, him in the Prem. He was. He was. He was, mate, he was that guy who could score everything. He could score every. He'd score with his head, left foot, right foot. He had everything, mate. He... Like he used to, I've got to say, in training as well, he would train his socks off, mate. Another one of these guys who training meant something. He would, he would really work hard. Like if you were on his team in a six-a-side, you better be winning the game. You better be putting in a top performance yourself because he would get after you. Like if I was in goal and I was letting goals in, he would be happy to come back and what are you doing? Like he would have a go, mate. Really? He, he wanted to win everything. So what I think is unfair though, because people always compare him. To Ronaldo, don't they? Yeah. In in the fact that they were United and and whatever, I think his genetics work against him. Well, just fact, his look at what he looks like. Yeah, I just yeah. think he's not going to ever ever be shredded like Ronaldo. Yeah, he's not that type. And, yeah. No, he's aesthetically, not. Aesthetically, he's not built like no. some of the athletes and specimens. And that I you think see in people football. use that as a beating stick against yeah, him. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Which is wrong because, like I say, I see so many players, yeah, that physically. They probably have not got what some of these guys have got yet. Scolzi. Scolzi, for example. Not not a specimen. He's not muscles on muscles. No. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like, I say it all the time. It's in your head, mate. A lot of football is in your head. It is massively in your head. And the players that I think I've named in this team were elite mentality of just knowing how to play football and knowing how to navigate any situation in football matches and knowing how to win. Yeah. I th- do you think we'd have won the Euros if he'd have... Um... What, pick that team? No, sorry. I if... can't pick that team because I've got some foreign players. No, remember when um, he broke his yeah, foot in the Euros? Yeah, one of his metatarsals or something like that. Possibly, mate. I, I, that's, that, again, like you can't ever say we should have, could have, would have. It is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is, mate. But like that, that England team, going back to that England team, like Mike Lowen don't get a sniff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like in this team, it's mad, yeah, the talent. People like Joe Cole. Like I know, mate. We've missed players. out some absolute monsters. I've got some players here. Romelu Lukaku, I've played Baggies. with. Baggies. Baggies. <laughs> Uh, he was still, don't get me wrong, he was he was young and he was very raw, but you could just see what he was going to turn into. Like but I, I used to love playing with Big Romelu. I knew that if I booted a ball up to him, he would be holding his player off and he would have already looked what he's going to do with it. He knows what he's doing. He's holding it off, getting it down, and he's bringing somebody else into play. I think the thing with Romelu Lukaku is he needs to be playing for a team that plays for him. Yeah. So if the team know to get the ball up to Rom and then get round him, it will work and Romelu will work. But I think... They... Who's Pulis managing these days? It was, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what I mean. He, oh, Tony Pulis would buzz off Romelu Lukaku. That's what I've got. Gerard Delefeu. Gerard yeah, Delefeu. Yeah, tell us about him. Beautiful, about mate. Him. Again, a natural footballer. Came from the Barcelona, La Masia, the, the academy. Um, again, somebody who's just a natural footballer. It's like he was born with a baller. Yeah, feet. do you know what though, mate? This is, this is a, a fun thing to say, but... He would be one of these where he's here one week and next week he, you don't even know. Yeah, I remember what, coming to watch him and not even noticing he was yeah, on the Yeah, for sure. Sometimes, like I say, he's not the most physical of players. So if we're up against a team that's physicality, most of the time the, the, the manager wouldn't even start him because yeah. he knows that it's not his game. But if it's if we're playing against a team where we've got to play football, 
you give him the ball, mate, he can do it. Yeah. He's another one who would just relentlessly do the same thing. He, he, the amount of times in training, you know, like you see these players who would sit a goalkeeper down. Gerard there, fair, used to do that to me all the time. Whilst we're saying about players who would sit goalkeepers down, Nicholas Anelka as well. Yeah. Nicholas Anelka at West Brom, right? He was towards the end of his career. He'd already been through his pomp. He'd already played for all the big boys. Arsenal, Real Madrid, you name it. He's been there, done it. Yeah, PSG, everything. He's done it, right? But in training, still, Nicholas Anelka, he was probably 34, 35. Mate, he was a joke. He was still quick. Still quick. Still, he was elegant. He was effortless. He just knew how to play football, mate. And he would get in front of goal one on one, and he would jink and he would pretend to put it in a corner. I would dive. I would sit down, make me look a fool, and he would just roll it in the far corner. And he wouldn't. It, it was just so easy for him, and he had the best goal celebration ever. What a guy! He did. So, so we won't pick a bench as such, but you've nah, got. we've. Had, look, I think we've had enough honourable mentions in there. Like some of the, like I said, some of the players that have missed out today. I don't think it's just not a slight on them for sure. I have to mention them, but we had rules, we had stipulations, we had to stick by it, and I think we've named an absolutely belting team, mate. So run through it. From... I fancy that team to win stuff in the Premier League. I really <laughs> do. I fancy him. Right, so let's so, just recap. So let's on quick it. recap. We've got Joe Hart in goal. Uh, we've got Ashley Cole at left back. We've got Stevie Carr at right back. Nemanja Vidic and Gareth McCauley is my centre back pairing. Left wing, we've got Chris Brunt. Right wing, Ismail Saar. Centre midfield, Paul Scholes and Abdoulaye Decore. And then up top, the two big boys, Rooney and Ronaldo. Right, world-class team there. We're winning things. At the very least, we're competing. Mate, we're super competing. Like, even if we don't win games, which we inevitably will win, but even if we don't, I think every one of them players is looking in the mirror at the end of the game and going, yeah, give it <laughs> yeah. a bit today. Give it a bit today. I tried my nuts off. Yeah, and who's your captain leading from the front? Um, leading from the back, actually. John Terry. Brilliant. Got to be John Terry. Captain, like, he is captain material. Is. Wayne Rooney, probably vice-captain. Okay, and who's the gaffer? It's got to be Sir Alex Ferguson. Has it has to be, be Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, I've played with some really, really good managers along the years. Roy Hodgson, probably honourable mention. Got to be Sir Alex Ferguson. Brilliant. I think that there you go. Yeah. What a team. You happy with that Mate, team? Mate, I'm happy with that team. I am over the moon with that team. Considering that took me about 20 minutes this morning of looking through it, I am over the moon with that team. Yeah. We've, stuck, we've stuck to the rules. We've stuck to the stipulations. Enjoyed that. Me, me too, mate. That was a lot of fun. Right, well done. Everybody, as always, thank you for listening. Um, as, I, as we said earlier at the beginning of the pod, we have got some absolutely monsters coming up, something I'm really looking forward to, to delving into some of these players, some of these people, and finding out what makes them all tick. Uh, in the meantime, up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Go on, the boys. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. Cast.